Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a raw edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my psychic, Kevin Langley. Due to some technical issues uh, and the death of my laptop, RIP, we're going through Kev's today. So, no intro, bare bones, the old school way. We're doing this right. So, first off, of course, we are part of the Belly Up Podcast Network at bellyupsports.com. Check us out, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Uh, I Heart Radio as well. Pod Chaser. Pod Chaser, of course, one of our favorite sites. Always, you know, give us a review on there because it always helps us out. But we got a basically football-centric show today, which is just beautiful. So, Kev, we got breaking news. Broke about an hour and a half before that we came on today and about 45 minutes before my laptop decided to just peace out on me. Rob Gronkowski's coming back, but not to the Patriots. It was announced pending a physical Rob Gronkowski will be joining his boy Tom Brady in Tampa for a fourth round pick. And the Buccaneers with Gronk also receive a seventh from the Patriots. Kev, what are you, I'll let you take the floor here. What are your thoughts on Mr. Gronkowski heading, heading, to, heading south? Fuck Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> He's People, like, I was talking about that. We're talking, like, maybe a third in O.J. Howard, if we could spin it, maybe a second. But because he's retired and said he's coming out of retirement to play for them, and it got leaked, no one else would have traded for him. We couldn't get anything else. The Bucks could have asked for whatever they wanted. Yeah. And, yes, I understand he's not playing. He's retired, so we weren't going to get anything out of him anyway. But I feel like if, if I were a GM, if I were Bill Belichick and Rob Grunk, I said, hey, I want to— play for the Bucks. can you trade me so I can come out of retirement? I would say sure. The minute I saw that, I'd be like, hey, Rob, did you did you leak this information to get going? He's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're retired. I'm not trading you. It has to be like a Carson uh, Palmer kind of deal where he'd have to see. He already sat out a year, though. So I feel like there's like some kind of clause where he could get out of that if he really needed to. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you, no, you retain rights. Because Megatron, when they were rumored that Calvin Johnson was coming back, they were like, someone would have to trade for him. Well, yeah, no, because he, when he was coming back, the rumors were he was going to Philly during the Super Bowl year. That was the year everyone thought he was coming back. And the holdup was the Lions didn't want to get rid of him. No, because they they retain rights. It's yeah. When you sign a contract, it's years played. And injuries, you're still on the active roster technically. So if you're on the IR but you're still on the roster, that counts. But if yeah. you're retired, you're not on the active roster. So they retain those rights. So basically – the only way you're getting at it is if they trade you or they do you solid and cut you. Yeah. Which in a lot of these cases where there's premature retirements, that's never the case. Usually like with Palmer, we saw the basically the Cardinals had to chip an arm and a leg. Great trade for them, but it still killed them. It still killed their capital for a couple of years. The Lions wouldn't let Megatron go to Philly in 2017. Do you think of that receiving core though? Oh, having Megatron alongside Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, and Aguilar back when Aguilar actually could catch. Kind of scary. Um. Anyway, yeah, this is to me. I understand why you're frustrated because if Gronk did, is it confirmed Gronk leaked this or is it just somebody from his camp? Like Camille retweeted something. It's just someone, like somehow the news got out. Yeah, because I saw Shefney about maybe an hour ago tweet this. NBC Connecticut had it up about a half hour ago. Uh, Leroy. Leroy Jenkins. Um, uh, have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's a Twitter account, a PFT over at Barstool's dog. 
it's like woof woof it's being rumored that rob gronkowski wants to come out of retirement to play for the bucks yeah if he texted pft that i'd be losing it i wouldn't put it back because also leroy was the first one to break it Gronk and rapaport and shepherd both gave him you know what's interesting yeah a guy who works at Barstool, Stephen Che, also does work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He does videos and stuff. Could it have leaked that way? I don't know, man. And also, when there's leaks, generally leaks, you when you look at leaks, you also have to understand who is it helping here. So this clearly helped the Buccaneers to the point where they got Gronk for a steal. Like they're like, all right, we want a we want a seventh and Gronk. We'll give you a fourth. And the Patriots are like, well, there's no other market, so fine. So I, I get why you're ticked. It kind of sucks for the Patriots because they're kind of just like, okay, we're kind of bogged down here. But we got also, other possible trade news, unless you got one more thing. Uh, it was rumored that the Patriots – or Julian Edelman wanted to get traded to Tampa too. And I saw some Twitter – Brianna Pierre, she's hysterical. She tweets a lot about Boston sports. BSP underscore 13, go follow her. She's also attractive, so that helps. Tweeted Tom Brady's followers, people who follow Tom Brady, and searched Edelman, and no users found. Wow. She did that about an hour ago, and then 43 minutes ago, apparently, he refollowed Tom Brady. Trying to put the connection here. Like, So what are you thinking? He's like. I just saw that he refollowed him, but because he unfollowed him, I think that would show like, oh, he doesn't, he's mad at Tom for whatever reason that he brought Gronk with him and not Jules. But now maybe Brady texts him like, hey, you're next. That's going to be insane. The Bucks are going to, it's going to be like Bucks, Philly, San Fran. One of those three teams is going to the NFC, going to the Super Bowl. If they get Gronk and Edelman. If Edelman says he wants to get traded to the Bucks, he's an idiot. He would be the fourth or fifth option on that team. I mean, I also heard Detroit, which was weird to me, only because it's like, I, I get it, he gets to go play with his boy Danny IR, but like, Edelman's not going to Detroit because, like Gronk did a few years ago, when the Patriots were rumored to be trading him to Detroit, he said, "I I would retire. Tom's my quarterback." Edelman said the same thing. So I think they'll be locked dead there. I don't know. This is a weird situation. It's like this breakup was clean up until about a week ago. And now it's getting kind of messy. Yeah. All right. Speaking of messy breakups, Ngakwe is back in the news. <laughs> uh, Jaguars all pro defensive end. And ironically, Kevin, I didn't realize this. He's my age. Jesus Christ. I hate like reading about these young stars. because They're all like younger than me or like my age. Bro. My favorite basketball player lost his mom last week. RIP to Mama Towns again. Uh, but he's seven months younger than me. Like, holy hell. Don't watch the NHL draft. All the kids coming out of it are like 16. It's insane. I, I can't. Man. Like, I mean, I, I'm all for it because God made it very clear very early that my path was not professional athlete. It was, you know, talking about these guys. So I, I think I've gotten over it pretty quick that I'm like, you know, a different age than all of them. But like. And Gakwe, so basically him and uh, Jaguar uh, executive Tony Khan, son of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, got into a Twitter beef, and it ended up with Ngakwe just saying, like, get rid of me. 
And if, okay, so aside from what they tweeted, because it's not really that important, what's important is that this is a headline and this is still going on. Around the whole, uh, like, free agent, start of the league year, we're on my birthday about a month and a half ago, the Ngakwe, move, rumor, Ngakwe to Philly rumor started. Then we heard Ngakwe to another team and another team. And the Jaguars were like, we're not trading him. I'm on a franchise tag, we're keeping for one more year. Now, I, I'm trying to understand Jaguars management. If I'm a team like Jacksonville, my number one star is gone. He's in L.A. My number two star wants to be out, and we're finally going to move him for now. And now my best defensive player left on the team. By the way, Telvin Smith retired early to get away from these guys. Speaking of early retirements, Telvin Smith, who is two years older than me, in the prime of his body athletic career, retired early to get away from Jacksonville. That should tell you everything you need to know right now. That culture was bad. Marone needs to go. There is a lot of promise in that organization because they're they're cleaning house finally. The cons are good owners, but the problem is they hire horrible head coaches, horrible GMs, and they wonder why they get screwed here. It's not like Cleveland where your owner's a moron or Indianapolis, but they have good management. The problem with Jacksonville is they had a team, but they left their faith in Blaine Gabbert and uh, Blake Bortles. Same team, horrible quarterbacks. Now you're st- you got to realize you're gonna have to go through the crapshoot again. Draft draft Jeffrey Ogda at seven if he's available, or C.J. Henderson. Trade some of these guys. Get another first or a couple seconds for Ngakwe. Get Fournette for maybe a third and a fifth. Load your team up again. Clearly, you guys can draft well. All right, you got a young star, Miles Jack, your defensive, your linebacker. You've got good players. Start over. We've proven the NFL can only take it can take two years, maybe one and a half. But you got to start over. There is no way like kicking and screaming trying to keep guys when guys don't want to play. It's pretty obvious. Unfortunately, we li- it, it, Unfortunately, it's not like it was back in the 2000s, 90s. The guy didn't play. He played regardless if he was happy or not. Now players have. It's not like the NBA where the players are overpowered. They have just enough power to make us think about it and go, do I like how Ramsey carried himself? No. Do I understand why he wanted out? Yes. Do I understand why Leonard Fournette's wanted out for two years? Because basically they management didn't want him, but they kept the owners kept him. I understand it. They just cut Marquise Lee. But here's the thing. Jaguars management is clinging on to the 2017 AFC title game. We were one holding call away. Philly would have run you guys off the field anyway. It wouldn't have mattered. So would have Minnesota. They were the worst team in that Final Four. They snuck in, and the Patriots just stomped them in the second half. If I were the cons, I would fire Marone. Oh, easily. Call If I were Saad Khan, I would call into my office in Gakwe and Fournette be like, hey, look, guys. It's been it's been rough. We know Marone was a mistake. Coughlin was a mistake. That's why Coughlin's gone. Marone's going to be gone. Please stay here, and we will hire a coach. We will help let you help pick who our coach is going to be. I mean, look, they're rumored to be going after Cam Newton. That wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. Doesn't didn't Fournette say he wanted Newton? Yeah, Fournette's been the one pushing for him, and management's like. The second I saw that tweet, 
from Fournette. I would have been on the phone like, hey, Leonard Fournette wants you here. We want you here. I mean, at what, least what, if you're going to keep Fournette, get Newton. I don't think I don't think the Ngakwe thing can be can be shared, saved now. It's too public. I also think if I were a G, I, I can't be uh, – there's no chance it was going to happen anyway. I could not be an NFL GM because a guy would be like, hey – a guy could get a first-rounder for it would be like, hey, I want to play for this team. Trade me. And it would come out and be like, oh, you want to play for this team? Okay, have fun in Cincinnati. We just got a third. See, I would have been like, all right, so let's say I'm the GM of the Jaguars. All right, Ngakwe's driving me crazy. I call – all right, he wants to go to Philly. All right, Howie, where are you going to me? Well, we can give you – I'm doing my Howie Roseman voice right now. He's a very high, very high-pitched voice. Well, we can give you a second and a fifth for him. We'll throw him Rizzo Douglas because you guys need corners. I'd be like, all right, it's reasonable. All right, Cincinnati, what can you do? We'll give you a first and drag your pat, and we'll, and we'll throw in like a nickel guy who hasn't played. Done. But like that's what – No, I would take less just as one last middle finger to the guy like, oh – you're going to make this public, your issues. You're going to put on Instagram all this Eagles stuff, say you want to go there. You're going to Cincinnati or Dallas. I mean, he did want to go to – Dallas was another option to him too, but I think okay. he's a, Then you're going to the Redskins or Cincy. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I get that you'd be too petty to be a GM. The thing to me about all of this is is that right now we're in a – Jalen Ramsey set a precedent that in Jacksonville – their GM can just get pushed over. That their management can get pushed over and they get out. Whether it's you fake a back injury or go at them on Twitter, I don't know. At the end of the day, you don't see this happen in good organizations. Philadelphia, the last time they cowtailed to a guy, he was doing sit-ups in the driveway. McNabb started making a stink. They sent him to Washington. And then Michael Vick lit him up like a Christmas tree the first time they played him. By the way, for five touchdown passes and two rushing, it was one of the great. You, you remember the game, yeah? Like this is Belichick ships you to Cleveland. Like good or, organizations, good GMs don't put up with this shit. This is is more on Jacksonville for not figuring out. Okay, we've got a problem. Get rid of the problem. That's why I will bet money that Alshon Jeffrey won't be in Philadelphia. September 8th, a kick, September, whenever the kickoff opening day is. I guarantee our receiving core will be somebody we drafted, Jackson, and possibly a guy we get out of free agency, and our Sega Whiteside board. Because there is no way, after all the crap we heard in the offseason, that Howie Roseman is going to – the second Jeffrey's healed, he's gone. Because they tried to move him in October. The thing is, they don't put up with – this is the difference between a good organization and a bad organization. At the end of the day, Jacksonville is still a bad organization. All yeah, right. Like, look at the Patriots. This is kind of where I get my pettiness when it comes to football. Is like Randy Moss, on th- starting the decline, he was getting up there a bit, but still could contribute if a team was one player away from making a run, they probably would have given up a second for him. I think the Patriots gave, got a fourth from Minnesota for him when they had like Christian Ponder at quarterback. yeah. And Bill Bowser's like, oh, you want a fourth to send a message? Sure. Here you go. Here's Randy Moss. Patriots haven't had a really good receiver since. Um, excuse you. I mean, a d- good deep threat. Sorry. Randy I mean, Moss being the second best wide receiver of all time, but, you know. Yeah, that's – yeah, no, that's like saying, like, oh, the Patriots haven't had a good tight end since Gronk. Gronk was the best tight end in NFL history. Second or third. We'll, we'll debate that another day. All First right. or second, depending on how you feel about Tony Gonzalez. 
also you guys were Gates in there in that mix too. Um, Gronk is a better catcher and blocker. Yeah, it's basically between Gonzalez and Gronk. I honestly would prefer Gonzalez, but Gronk, because Gonzalez was just an Iron Man. Anyway, we're gonna do the we're we're for last call, boys and girls. Me and Kev are gonna do our uniform rankings for the NFL. But first, Kev, it's time for mock draft time. So the way we're doing it this week, folks, is I will announce my first pick. Kev will do his. We'll debate. We'll move on. 30, 40 seconds on the clock to go over it. So, Kev, with the first overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft, who are the Jacksonville Jaguars taking? I mean, uh, uh, yeah, force habit, sorry. Who are the Cincinnati Bengals taking? I have them taking Tua Tunga. No, I have them taking Joe Burrow. I'm not an idiot. Okay, same here. So, I, I mean, we can all agree on this. It's been basically locked in stone. If they don't, we're all going to lose our damn minds on Thursday. Fair enough. Yeah. It's so number two, another locked-in pick, basically. This is like Wentz and Goff you know, in 15. We knew what was happening. Uh, Chase Young out of Ohio State basically is an, a, a, a human as, a walking as guardian. The guy's a monster. Apparently, he might actually get taller, according to his dad. I saw a headline. I said, like, he's six foot six. Is he going to be like the first six foot nine defensive end? That'd be insane. Dude will knock down passes just standing up against like, like the Cardinals. Yeah, when he why? No, he <laughs> put his arm up. Just like oh, he have to siren balls between his legs. Oh, Kyler's throwing a pass. Let me just stand up at full height. Hits off his forehead or like catches it one hand. Goes not today, little man. <laughs> All right, number three. So I did some digging. The Detroit Lions will take. Derek Brown out of Auburn. So me and Kev talked about this before the show. I was doing some digging, and it was reported, Daniel Jeremiah, a few other sources, they were like, there's a possible shot the Lions want Derek Brown. They may trade back for him, which is another thing we might have to consider because we might have a possible Dolphins trading up or, or the Chargers trading up to get Tua, whoever they want, or Herbert, or even you might have Carolina trading up to go get a quarterback. I don't know. At the end of the day, Derek Brown – Detroit, I could see him taking him at three. I could, because that's a total Detroit thing to do. I mean, yeah, the Raiders took Farrell at four a couple years ago. I mean, defensive linemen are such a crapshoot at this point, unless you're Chase Young. I think think there's been so much smoke around this team and what they're going to do. I can see, though, because Matt Patricia, as as much as it hurts and helps him, he comes from a Belichick camp. He's going to say one thing and then do the opposite. I can see them still taking Okuda. To replace Slay. True. But also, clearly after um, what's-his-face's comments, Patricia's comments about cornerbacks, I kind of think like he can't evaluate cornerbacks for shit. So, so maybe Okuda's a bust. I don't know. I don't know. Or he's going to take C.J. Henderson at third. I just will completely lose my damn mind. Watch Who's him take Diggs. What? Watch him take Diggs. Oh, my God. I'd be laughing hysterically. Um, I feel bad for Mike. Oh, my God. Um, I feel bad for him. I do, too. Him and Zach. The, the poor guys. Um, eh, not as much Zach. He deserves it. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so you're all set with number three? Yeah. All right. With the fourth pick, I have the Giants shooting themselves in the foot here, possibly, or going banger buck and taking Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. I think they're buying into the hype. I think that um, – what is the what is their coach name? coach's name? Has, is Last and first name again with Jays. What's his name? Oh, uh, Jones. Jeff Jones? Jim Jones? I think Jim. I forget. 
Yeah, Jones. What? No, not, that's Dan, that's his quarterback. Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. There we go. I knew it was two Js. I think Joe Judge is going to try to get an athletic tackle to protect Daniel Jones and Saquon and Wirfs. They can kind of move him around. They just got so many holes in that offensive line besides Zeitler. It's kind of a good idea regardless to get a Swiss Army knife. I think the hype is there. Um, I also didn't pay attention to a lot of the um, what's it called, like the hype that people were buying into before the draft, all these late stories, you know, concerning uh, Becton and uh, Jerry Judy. So we'll kind of just keep moving along. I, you'll see where I put it. But uh, who do you have them taking a four? I have them taking a lineman. I think they need to with protect Danny Dimes and Saquon a bit so Saquon doesn't have to tell his line how to block anymore. Yeah. But I have them taking Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. I have uh, Georgia. What? I have him falling to 10. I think Georgia runs the ball a lot, so you know he can run block the run. Georgia also throws the ball a good bit with Fromm, and he was a four-year starter. I think you know more what you're getting with him, and I think he's a safer pick. True. I mean, the things with the tackles here, in the three teams I've taken tackles guaranteed in the first round of the Giants, the Cardinals, and the um, Browns, all three of those tackles are interchangeable. That's the thing is, like, I also have three receivers going back to back to back to back later in the draft. Basically, the three top receivers going, but I those three positions at at four, at eight, and at ten. I could have Thomas going four, and then Worfs going eight, and then uh, Becton going ten. It doesn't really matter. They're all interchangeable when it comes to the position. It all depends on what your preference is. Do you want the guy at the high top end, the four-year starter, or the guy with the drug test? It's it's you, it's your choice here. Because they're all they all all their ceilings are huge. It just depends on what you want to start with, and what you're willing to take a, a risk on. Um, at five, your boy come off the board to Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungafaloa going to the Dolphins. They're gonna have him possibly sit for the first maybe four games behind Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic, and uh, see what happens. Unless the Deshaun Watson thing. Did you hear about this? I saw the thing with the Marino shirt. Yeah. Um. That'd be the most Dolphins thing ever to drop their two back end draft picks and go get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, if Bill Watson, dumb enough, he would do it. Deshaun Watson has said he wants to go everywhere though. Like he was asked about going to the Patriots, he said, "Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, like I think he just wants to play somewhere else." I think. I think. I think Bill, if they lose, if they trade, if they, I could see something crazy like they trade away uh, Deshaun Watson and as of Monday, Bill O'Brien's fired. I could see that happening. Also, uh, Bill O'Brien is a disciple of Belichick. Maybe I'll give him a deal. Oh. I saw, the, I heard from someone the most ridiculous. This is most ridiculous theory. It's the Patriots trade up to number three, and then trade number three for Deshaun Watson. It's interesting, but very convoluted. Yeah, it's almost it's so wily coyote esque. I I don't buy it. I could just see the Dolphins chucking two first rounders, the at, two first and a fourth maybe to the Dolphins. Be like, give us Watts to the Texans. Give us Watson. We'll give you our like our our pick in the teens and our pick in the twenties. And the and the Texans like okay. Also, Texans, that wasn't like, like the Texans go get like Jordan Love and and uh and like Denzel Mims like. We've replaced our guys. And apparently the Texans want to move Kenny Stills, too, apparently. Yeah, I saw the Packers as a possible landing spot. But anyway, at number five, 
this is the most surprising thing that we're picking these guys that we're picking right now. I have Justin Herbert. You know what's so funny is that I wanted to take Herbert, but my gut still tells me Tua. My gut, I, I just have a feeling about Herbert. He teams are scared off by Tua's injuries. A lot of teams have Herbert jumping Tua in their draft boards. And I think Miami's one of those teams. They made so many moves this offseason. They need a safe pick at quarterback. And I think Herbert's a safer pick than Tua. Is it bad if I want to change my pick now? Because you convinced me. No, you can do it. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm switching to Herbert. Um, because I'll have Tua going at six because it makes more sense this way for both teams. You get Tua to the Chargers, one. Tua can sit behind Tyron Taylor for four or five games to get himself going. Whereas with Herbert, Herbert might have to take a snap in South Beach at game, game one. Game one. Whereas with um, Tua, Tyra Taylor is not a bad like backup. You can kind of have him run the show for a couple days to get everything going. I still think the Chargers should probably try to go get a running back in round two because Austin Eckler is not a number one back. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I have uh, so Tua and Herbert are going off the board back to back at five and six. Herbert going five, and Tua going six to the Chargers. So is that basically what you had going to? I had fun with this. Really? I had Arizona seeing Thomas coming off the board early and going, oh, shit, we can get the top tackle in this draft. And they call uh, L.A. because it's reported L.A. also wants a tackle. They call L.A. and say, hey, here's an offer you can't refuse. Give us a number six pick. Just to be sure. So I have Arizona take trading up to six Ooh. to get worse to protect Kyler and give him time to get the ball to Hopkins. Because the Panthers already have Teddy Bridgewater. They won't take a quarterback at seven. Nope. It's, it's smart. Yeah. So, okay. All right, at seven, I got Isaiah Simmons, uh, basically the best athlete in the draft coming off the board. Carolina needs inside linebackers because uh, since Keekley's gone, this guy can play everything on the field, basically. He can almost play safety if you really needed to. You want to talk about fast linebackers, how about get the one that ran the fastest 40 time? So... I like Simmons here. I think it's pretty much – it's it's a – I wouldn't say a slam dunk, but unless some team like Detroit takes him early, I don't see him like, you know, getting out. Yeah, I, I also have Simmons there. Uh, same right. reasons. Yeah. All right. So you, of course, had uh, the Chargers taking Herbert here at eight? Tua. Tua. Okay, Tua. I had, um, I had Miami taking Herbert. All right. I have uh, – how do you pronounce this guy's name? Becton. Mackay Becton? Mackey Mackay. I have no idea. Mackey Becton. Mackay Becton. Um, drug test aside, we learned with Laramie Tunsil. Don't mean shit. Um, it's just, you know, it's just bullshit. Who cares? Like, yeah, he failed the drug test. He might, what do you have, like a trace of marijuana in his system? He probably parted his ass off. He's fat, dude. He's a tackle. It's It stays in your body for 40 plus days when you're chubby. When you lose weight, it's out in, it's out in five. Um, I don't care. They're going to take the best tackle available here. Either that or Thomas. I, I think if I have Werfs going to four, I could see them taking Thomas at eight. So it doesn't matter to me. Honestly, it makes more sense because the, the Browns would take a waiver on a guy who has has drug issues at 10. So, yeah, I, I guess I got Thomas here at eight then. Uh, who you got? Uh, you already had – you already said you took uh, two sure. here. So at nine – I've got the first corner off the board. I've got Jeffrey Okta uh, going to Jacksonville, replacing Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye, or at least one of them. I think this makes sense. You go get your, you start loading your defense up again. 
you might get a second first rounder if you can move a Gakwe or at least more second rounders. So I think this makes sense. Jacksonville should start just build, go sign Cam Newton, keep Fournette. Um, maybe go get a receiver at the end of the first round if you can, because they've got two first rounders, I believe. They yeah. have LAs. So maybe they go get Justin Jefferson at what is it, 24 tw- or at 20, and boom, now you're looking at. A lot of uh, good stuff. I think I had them taking Rieger at 20. Either way. Um, who you got? I, got I have the Jags taking Derek Brown out of Auburn. Okay. They, they're they they're losing guys in the line left and right. They traded away Campbell. Ngakwe wants out. And I'm a big believer that games, as cliche as it is, games are won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. It's if you, basically you build your team from the inside out. If you can get a good pass rush going and protect your quarterback, you will win more games than not. Yeah, I could also see him taking a safety here as well. I feel like all the safeties in the draft, like not if they take a safety, I feel like they probably try to trade back. I first the first thing I have come off the board is McKinney at seventeen to the Cowboys. So I have McKinney too, but I'll say where he's going later. Okay, um, number ten, I have the last of the three tackles, either Beckton or Thomas or Worfs, going to the Browns. Beckton makes the most sense because the drug charges. <laughs> Too many Josh Gordon references. Um, the, the drug test. But, uh, yeah, no. The Browns need to protect Baker. Stefanski's not a moron. He comes out of the Andy Reid system. When you need a tackle, you go get a tackle. Yeah, I have them all stay in alignment, but I have them taking Jedrick Wills out of Bama. Really? He, I think Beckton's still going to fall because – you know, you're saying it's a Cleveland move. I think Cleveland learned from Josh Brown, Josh Gordon. They they have to be careful with this kind of stuff. And I think they're going to be too too careful. And I think Jared Wills, he's shown an ability to block the run from early in his career at Bama. But then also he was a blocker in that passing revolution we saw from Bama the last year or two. Yeah, I mean, listen, when they discover the passing game in their, you know, in the 2010s, it's kind of crazy when the linemen have to adjust for not running the ball every play. Yeah, so I, I think Je- – and yes, Tua got hurt, but that hip injury was because of a bum ankle because Tua gets hurt a lot. He would have gotten away from that. I don't blame that on Jedrick Wills. I don't really blame that on the line necessarily. So True. I have been taking Jedrick Wills out of Bama. All righty. I don't even have him go in my first round. So they're actually not lying. I have him go 14 to Buccaneers. So um, I completely forgot about that. So here's our, my first trade of the day. I've been hearing this trade all week, multiple sources. I've been – multiple outlets have been saying this is the best move for Philly. I don't believe it when I see it, but hell, I'll stick with the trends. Philadelphia apparently is in love with C.D. Lamb. Howie Roseman has been watching his tape in obsession level things. I've been telling Kevin this for two weeks. I haven't watched C.D.'s film and started to fall in love with this guy, which means he's probably not going to Philadelphia. But for consistency's sake, the Jets trade the number 11th pick – to Philadelphia where they will take CeeDee Lamb, but in return, the Jets will get the 53rd pick, the 21st, and Razul Douglas to help fill their cornerback void. Razul Douglas, honestly, if you really want my honest opinion, great zone corner, good ball hawking skills, can read the ball well. He struggles with deep threat receivers. You put good safeties behind him, uh, Jamal Adams and uh, the other guy they got back there, they're fine. So, yeah, I know they have another good safety. I can't remember the guy's name right now. It's killing me. But, like, he's an 84 overall in Madden, so he's got to be not too, too terrible. Um, his name's just escaping me right now. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so, yeah, no, I have the Jets moving back. It makes sense for the Jets. 
I think they really just they need to go get like a cornerback. I can even have them take Henderson here. I don't think the Jets will be like, oh, we're gonna get a receiver. I think they're gonna there's it's such a deep draft, they'll wait. They'll go get like a Hamler in the second round or, or a TJ or a T Higgins or even trade back kick Jefferson at 21 if he's available. I don't see them going up and getting Lamb. I see Philadelphia like when you got Mike Trout, Eagles fan club leader number one, like all of us Eagles fans bow to Mr. Trout. When you have him saying, oh, get my boy Carson, uh, thing, you have rumors about Je- uh, Harry Roseman saying how much he loves CeeDee Lamb. Philly's one of those teams, they don't throw smoke screens up. When they love a player, they go get him. I also see them taking uh, another receiver, taking Hamler in the third round, if he's still available, or going to get Claypool. So it's going to be receiver, receiver for Philly. I think the first one off the board is Lamb. I think it makes the most sense for them, especially how many screens they run, how much a lot of their stuff is misdirection, West Coast hybrid. And also, he's the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion, when it comes to total package. Because he... He's one thing over Jerry Judy besides um, one to look score, and that's he's a tank Everywhere. In sec- when he gets in, when he gets loose. Like I've never seen a guy his size just shed tackles. And with Philadelphia's system where it's all side to side stuff, it makes total sense. First off, I think everyone or yeah, almost everyone in NFL history has a higher one to look score than Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's dumb. Who do you have the eleven with the Jets? So I initially had Beckton here because. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I think they need – you need to take left tackle and then quarterback. The Jets took a quarterback first, but I think they need to get line help to protect Darnold a bit better. Give Even though Bell has great vision, give him more time to run or give him a better chance to run. But I think they're scared off by the marijuana thing because the NFL changed the rules, but GMs are two or three years behind changing their mindset. Like so it, I have, yeah. I have the Jets taking – it's a reach, but – Josh Jones out of Houston. I haven't gone in the 20s, but I like the move. I think it makes sense. It will protect Darnold, give him more time to pass. Who he's going to pass to, I don't know. They don't have any receivers left, but I can see them getting a receiver or a receiving back later yeah. on. No, I, I could totally see it with the Jets. Um, I wouldn't Philly pick. I just was steering into it. They're going to trade up. I just have, you know, you have that gut feeling when your team's going to do something. Like, I knew they were taking a tackle last year, and the year before, I, I knew they were going to trade out. There was no reason for them to stay in the first round. Actually, was the reason Lamar Jackson's a first-round pick. Um, I also knew – I also had this gut feeling they were going to take Barnett. And so I, I didn't know – actually, no, Barnett surprised me. I thought they were going with uh, Cook in the first round. But um, they ended up taking Barnett, and it hasn't – I mean, he recovered the Brady fumble, so, I mean, it's been okay so far. He, he's a good pass rusher. He just needs to stay healthy. So, yeah, all right. At 12, as I resurrect my phone back up, um, I have the, yeah, I have the Las Vegas Raiders taking uh, Jerry Judy. Lamb's off the board. They go get the next guy. And Judy, I don't think the Wonderlick score scares anybody. I The only reason Philadelphia took Lamb is because they like Lamb fits better in their system than Judy does. Lamb's, a better, Lamb's just as good after the catch as he is before it. Whereas Judy is like he'll run a route to get open. He's more of a I, – I think Lamb's, Lamb is more versatile for a system that needs versatility, whereas Judy can line up and beat you off the line and do like eight different things for Carr or whoever they have playing quarterback. I have Judy too. I mean the Wonderlook score doesn't scare me. He, he clearly knew the playbook at Alabama, whether or not you want to say it's complicated or not. 
because him and other receivers would rock, paper, scissors while lining up to see who got to run which route. And there's some concern about his route running. I think he's a fine route runner. I watched oh, him. I, I, I consider it all of us route running. It looks gorgeous to me. Some people were. They're like, oh, C.D. Lamb's such a better route runner. I think they're about equal. C.D. Lamb is more physical in his route running, and C.D. doesn't have to rely doesn't rely on his speed to beat you off the line. Whereas Judy's got such a fast first step, it, it kind of helps him. It's two yeah. different styles of doing it. So, Where C.D. So, accelerates top speed, Jerry Judy hits top speed by step two. Yeah, so I got Judy at twelve. Yeah, dumbest thing I saw was, like, C.D. Lamb at four. What? I saw someone, it was just someone on Twitter, no one famous, like, or no one who works in the seal. It was like, a Giants fan. They're like, oh, we're taking C.D. Lamb. Yeah, it, a dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay, well, Watch them go do it now. It's, it's it's not until you go on Twitter and you, like, meet some of the people we've you've had go through belly up where you're just like, God, this is why everyone thinks NFL fans are morons. Oh, my God. Like, it, it, it make it reaffirms my confidence. I'm like, okay, I'm not a complete idiot here. Now look, the Giants need wide receivers, but they have way more pressing needs than that. I mean, they have Darius Slayton. They have a few other guys. Like, Slayton was a steal last year. I think they're going to – and the thing is that what's helping out teams like Oakland and Philly who want to get a receiver in the first round and, um, and the team that's following them, San Fran, is because there's such a deep class. There's – I think who was saying it? I think it was Jeremiah or may have been um, the other whoever their other draft big draft guy is for NFL Network. So they had 18 guys in the top 100 players. There you go. Every team's gonna get a receiver. It's gonna be like Oprah Winfrey. I heard chucking receivers left and right. I only think that Philadelphia wants the guy who's gonna be a number one day one. Whereas like a team like Green Bay needs a number two. A team like Jacksonville needs a guy who's developing their number one. A team like New England might draft another guy in the second round. I don't think there's any short slot receivers yet. I think there's, but like, it's going to be like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, there's, there's, there's everyone's fit is neat. Everyone's need is fit. There's, there's something for everybody, but only about three teams need a number one, two teams need a number one guy right away. That's Philly and Oakland or sorry, Las Vegas. Um, at number 13, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking your boy, Henry Ruggs. Out of uh, Alabama, I think this is the move. I think they wanted Judy or they wanted Lamb. Neither will be available. They'll take the next best receiver on the board. They got to replace Sanders. I also could see them going de- see them going uh, defense here, but I think the receiver needs a little too deep. Also, I could see them trading back and getting even more picks because they have an older they have a, they have a semi old team, but not a really old team. They could even go tackle here to replace Staley because Staley's like thirty five. They're my they're my mystery team here. Yeah, I mean, CD's still on the board. I don't think the 49ers are going to overthink it. Uh, they're just going to negate the loss of Sanders, give Jimmy G some more weapons, try to make another run, take CD. Yeah, I also can see them trading back with my my birds here too. The one that I I saw four four spots that Philly would trade with. I I keep seeing all these teams. I saw Jacksonville at nine, Cleveland at ten. I know Jacksonville at nine. See, uh, 11 with uh, the Jets, and I saw San Fran at 13, and I saw uh, Tampa at 14. So I could see. Don't don't be surprised. My birds trade up. They're gonna they they want their receiver unless they have unless it's like at unless Rugs is falling. They don't want. I, I have a feeling the whole Jefferson smokescreen. When everybody thinks Philadelphia is taking somebody at their spot, it's not happening. Everyone is was so is so sold on Justin Jefferson wearing an Eagles uniform. That's how I know it's not happening. 
I can see them even if they're going to wait, if they don't have rugs at 21, they'll take Mims. But besides that, I don't see them or the trade out of the first round. I don't see them doing, I don't see them taking a linebacker. I don't see them taking uh, Justin Jefferson. I don't think Justin Jefferson fits their system, honestly. So, whereas CD Lamb fits it ideally, and so does Ruggs, and so does Mims. Mims, I heard another thing. His top end comparison, Kevin, Julio Jones. Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, I hope that's the case. And we get him because you know how much I love Julio Jones. True. I gave him a nickname in our Madden League because I loved him that much. The American hero. <laughs> Don't ask. It was a, it was an overtime game and Madden was playing for the other squad. Um, four, who do you have at 13? Oh, you're a C.D. Lamb. 14. I got Jarek Willis at Alabama. Your boy's getting off the board here. Get some blocking for Brady. I don't want him to die. I don't think anybody really does, except for maybe Jets fans. Um and Saints fans because they're petty. Uh, but, yeah, no. I have Jarek Willis here. Makes sense. Can block the run for their massive array of running backs. He's the fourth best tackle on the board. Yeah, I mean, I am going to line. I had I had Beckton falling. I don't think Tampa's going to pass up on him. After falling because of the drug test, I think they're going to go, he's still a great prospect. We don't think he's going to have an issue. This also, issue going forward. It's also Bruce Arians. Come on. He's not, he's, he doesn't get jumpy over this crap. Yeah, so I have them taking Becton after he falls. Yeah. All right. At 15, the Broncos will not have a receiver left on the board that they want. They'll take a 15, so they're going to take a corner to replace Chris Harris and um, Akeem Tlaib. They're going to take Mr. Oh, – no, Akeem Tlaib. Uh, Chris Harris and Bradley Roby. Their cornerback quarters is depleted, let's be honest. Um. They're going to go C.J. Anderson. They're going to build – C.J. Henderson, they're going to go build up that uh, defense again, I think, to help out Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. And what's better – what do you need more than an athletic, fast, man-to-man corner? I watched Henderson live. The dude lives up to the hype. I honestly think he might be as good as Ogden. I watched him, like, literally shut down Jeff Thomas for an entire half. And, honestly, Thomas is an underrated receiver. Come on, he shut down Osborne as well for my against Miami. The one game I watched him, I'm like, this kid's nasty. So – and his first game of the year, too. So you know everyone's raw. And when a quarterback shuts down a receiver in the first game of the year, you know it's, he's, he's got some talent. So I like Henderson here. His, he struggles with tackling, but honestly, the Denver defense, I just need to go cover, guys. Yeah, I, I have – I go completely different direction. I have them taking Henry Ruggs. I think Ruggs – I mean, he's – it's – some people have like 12, 13, 14, and on 14 Tampa trades – and you have those three picks going to receivers. I think with Drew Locke, you can throw the ball as far as anyone in that Denver air could make some magic happen with rugs. And I think he would be a really good compliment to Cortland Sutton. And no offense. And no, I think that's a scary, scary young. With Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. That's terrifying. And it, I mean, and they go that the Denver honestly could sneak up and be like, hey, we're going to be eight and eight this year. We'll be 11 and five next year. Don't you worry. Like yeah. Denver, I think if even if even if here's here's my here's my devil's advocate, though. CJ Henderson still sitting there at 15. You get a cornerback and oh, let's go move Royce Freeman to get back into the upper second round. Let's go get KJ Hamler, who is almost as fast as Ruggs is. And won't demand a first round uh, paycheck. 
I just think I think Ruggs, as much as I said he's going to be a bust because he he isn't just a speed guy. He can do other things. He's a tough man. I watched him run. He, he's he's a tough kid. I think Ruggs fits for everything. I think it's worth maybe foregoing a cornerback for now because this team isn't winning a Super Bowl next year, regardless of if they have Henderson. Only because he's not on the board for me. I had San Fran taking him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know San Fran taking because you had CeeDee Lamb going higher than I did. I, I think you give these this offense time to develop, get a corner next year, and you can compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, uh, 16. I got the Falcons taking Cal- Calvin, Calavon, Chassin out of LSU, edge rusher, go replace Vic Beasley. Gets the guy you want. They they lost Henderson. They thought they'd have him at 16. They don't. So here I have them taking an edge rusher. This way they get an, a guy across from uh, – who's the, who's the guy they have? They just drafted last year. They drafted a tackle last year, didn't they? Possibly. I forget. Yeah, well, they, here. You go replace Vic Beasley. Makes sense. Don't overthink the room. Um, at 17 – oh, who you got 16? Sorry. Well, my brain's like in fire mode right now. I actually have – Atlanta loves those Bama boys. They need a playmaker on defense. I have Xavier McKinney going to Atlanta at 16. Oh, okay. So you got the Cowboys getting hosed right now. He has – there's some questions about his play, some issues, but I, dude makes plays. That's what Atlanta needs. To go along with um, with Deion Jones and uh, what's, the, what's the safety's name? Keanu Neal. Yeah, it would be perfect. I've seen Xavier McKinney swat a ball to dude's hands at the goal line recover it three yards deep in the end zone, and return it for a touchdown. Atlanta needs playmakers like that. True. They also need a culture, guys, because like, their offense, like, literally, like, it seems like their defense is always just kind of hanging on for dear life while their offense is going full speed ahead. So, all right. At 17, I got your boy McKinney. Same reasons. I think the Cowboys need a playmaker safety. I think that – I don't think Jeff Heath or Ha Clinton Dix is the answer. I would love for the Cowboys to screw this up. I mean, they're never going to be able to score points again because they got Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott as a quarterback. So, what do you got at uh, 17? I have Dallas taking C.J. Henderson. I think he falls. In college, C.J. Henderson didn't get a lot of picks, but neither did Byron Jones in the NFL. He was still fine for them. I can see C.J. Henderson just sliding right into that spot. Yeah, I could too. I mean, we're going to see a, a quick flip here. At 18, I got Kinlaw going to the Dolphins. Oh, man, he's a monster. And the best part about Kinlaw is the line. Hey, they want to load up that defense as much as possible. This helps. And whew, um, they are going to get um, a lot of big plays out of this kid. And you have the edge rushers they have already, the linebacking core. This just makes it look even better. You build your you build your defense from the inside out. D-tackle, middle linebacker, safety. They've got the two of those already. They, who they get? They got a safety already. Who they got? They got um, – I remember who they have. Wait, no, they, they they let their safety go. So I don't know, man. They have a bunch of exterior guys. We'll see what happens, honestly. But uh, I think you start with your defensive line. I think the the, the Dolphins go uh, try to just load up in the middle. So I like Kinlaw here. Also, he's the best player available on the board at this point. Yeah, um, I have actually, as my document freaks out, I had the Vikings trading up for this pick. Choo-choo. They're picking – they're picking a third, maybe. Behind Philly, uh, Jacksonville, and Oakland. I have them trading their own pick. I have them trading 26. Mm-hmm. And then a second, maybe, to grab Justin Jefferson. Okay. Uh, I think 
replace Stefan Diggs, kind of like take some of the pressure off Thielen, but also the Philly smokescreen about how much they like this guy and how much everyone thinks they're going to draft him. I think it scares the Vikings into trading up to get him. It'll be total Vikings move too. Yeah. Makes sense. And also their, their history of drafting receivers late has been awful. So they do better in the late rounds. They also kind of fell into Adam Thielen. Let's be honest. All right. So at 19, I got the Las Vegas Raiders taking Kristen Fulton. LSU, they need a corner. They have no corners. I don't even think they believe in corners in Oakland. <laughs> and, uh, He's the best corner available on the board, playing the, one of the best defenses in the country. At least they just shut everyone out they played. Um, clearly the guy knows how to take on passes because they were always up when he played. So it's going to be interesting to see when he's losing games, how he plays in coverage. But I like Fulton State. He's not a bad corner at all. He's just the third one available. Uh, I got Fulton too. All right. Uh, 20, I got the Jags taking Jefferson. I know you had him going at 18. I think the Jags, they need a receiver. And Jefferson's the best one available on the board at this point. Um, I honestly would take Rieger over him, but the Jags aren't that smart. They'll they'll play off the LSU hype. And I think, honestly, Jefferson with possibly Newton and Fournette, it's not a bad offense. So they'll score points. So I have the Jaguars taking Denzel Mims. Wow, you have my Eagles getting hosed here at 21, don't you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I just think other teams have wide receiver needs. If they take Cam Newton, if they sign Cam Newton, great. If not... They say that they like Minshew. It gives a big body pass catcher catcher for Minshew. True. I don't think Minshew is going any higher than 21. I think the the highest team I thought giving them a look was Philly. The rest of them I think are going to kind of look off. I also think Jacksonville is going to try. If they uh, Jacksonville's so weird though. We never know what they're going to do. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, so 21. I have this is the Jets pick. If Philly does have this pick, I have them taking Mims or Rieger. But if they don't and they trade they trade it up, I have the Jets taking Jeff Gall- Gladney. They need corners badly. They already have Razul Douglas this way. Now they got two corners on the outside to play along with their safeties. So this way, at least they have a defense again. Who do you got at 21? Uh, 21, I – the Eagles – everyone's talking about the wide receiver need. The Eagles need other things too. But you, if you're gonna take, if you just say you're gonna take a linebacker, I'm gonna walk off, dude. Then walk off. I have them taking Patrick Queen. Dude was projected to go higher. His size was a concern for some teams, but he's still a great player out of LSU. Showed an ability to win and play in big games. Dude was on a team that beat Alabama in Bryant Denny. You don't pass up a player like that if linebackers in need. I know. I also think that the Eagles are going to try to go. For, I, I don't know what the hell they're going to do, honestly. Also, there's there's no real wide receivers left. Like, Rieger, but I think 20 is too high for him. I think 30 is perfect for Rieger. Yeah. I so also I, think Philly. I also don't. I also think you, you're. I if, 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 if they do take Queen, I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to be a little angry about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, then I'll just be cussing Howie's name out. There's only like three ways I will be cussing Howie's name out the next morning. One, if if like they got like Mims or Rieger still available in the second round, or they go get Hamler. If they just wait to go get Hamler and he's a bust, I swear to God, I'm gonna lose my mind. But I, I also like Claypool too. I like uh, what's his face out of Texas, the fast one off the tall one. Um, got old the guy out of Southern Miss is pretty good too. I, I, there's so many good receivers, but at the end of the day, like I just I want the short thing. And 
there are so many good linebackers. And with linebacker, you don't need a first-round pick for him to be elite. There's gonna, there's a lot of good ones coming out. Go get one in the second round or third. I, that's just my opinion on the Philadelphia. My, my thing is, Rieger, all the other receivers. have receivers going in spots. I don't have receivers going. So that's, that's, that's the other difference in our drafts. Yeah, and I think I don't have Philly trade because I think every other team doesn't want to trade back because they have a need that will be taken before Philly's pick. I also have a lot of teams that are just going to say, fuck it. We lost our guy. We're going to trade back. I don't. Yeah. All right. Also, we, we you and us have two very different draft philosophies sometimes. All right. At 22, I have the Vikings take with Jalen Rieger here. Um, that's if, you know, I just think they're going to reach here. They're going to get need to get a replacement for uh, Mr. Diggs, get, get some speed. And Rieger can play in the short game. He doesn't need to go deep every time. But he's got the speed to turn a screen pass into a touchdown. I think that works for Cousins. So, yeah, in mine, I already have the Vikings trading up, getting their wide receiver. I've been taking Damon Arnett. How about that defense a bit? That offense isn't going to be very good this year. Uh, initially, I had them taking Trevon Diggs, but I think they might be a little wary of the Diggs name. Oh, fair enough. They don't want Stefan in Trayvon's ear saying, like, hey, like, Minnesota sucks. They're going to screw you over. Yeah. All right. We're going to start speedballing this a little bit as we hit the get close to the hour mark. But uh, 23, I got your Patriots taking Jordan Love. I think if they stay put, they get a quarterback they can dev for a year behind Jared Stidham. I like the idea. Um, I have the – everyone thinks Patriots are going to take a wide receiver. There's one available, more likely a quarterback. So I have them taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, to fill the void left by Van Noy. All right. Um. I have, at 24, I have the same thing, Patrick Queen. They need a middle linebacker badly. And like you said before, best linebacker available on the board. I think they grab him here at 24. Uh, Saints get their defense help. What do you got? Uh, I have Clavon Chasen going to New Orleans. They just need linebacker help in general. Okay. Um, at 25, I have the Vikings taking Utor Gross Matos. Awesome name. Uh, they need edge rushers because I think they lost Everson Griffin, correct? That sounds right. Or sure. either that, or either that, or he's getting old. Either way, they need edge help. Daniel Hunter needs a, needs a sidekick. So I got. Uh, he's just he's a solid rusher. You can Penn State's got had a good defense this year. Makes sense. I'll go with him on that one. Um, I have I have the Dolphins picking here because of the trade. The Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I have them taking Kenlaw to kind of build up that D line a bit. Okay. I have Josh Jones, ironically, going to the Dolphins next at 26. They get a tackle here, start protecting the backside for uh, Mr. Uh, Herbert. Uh, I, I, It's just he's the last tackle available. He's still a good tackle. I think he's just going to be like kind of like Dillard where he's going to need a couple. He's going to a little learning curve. Yeah, I have I the Dolphins taking Jonathan Taylor, getting a running back for whatever quarterback they end up drafting. I'll right. give him another weapon. All right, next, I have 27. I have uh, the Seahawks reaching and grabbing Cesar Ruiz. I think they need an interior guy. Um, it's They need they need a lot of help on that offensive line. Russell Wilson's running for his damn life every 45 seconds. It just makes so much sense for the Seahawks to go get an interior guy to block. I have them taking uh, Gross Matos. I think if they can re-sign Clowney, that's a really good – I think they will. Really I don't think any team's going to throw the money at Seattle will him. 
I think they need to build up that defense back up because that's what they won on when they were winning Super Bowls and making Super Bowls. Yeah. Russell Wilson can make something out of nothing, but that defense can't. So, yeah. Uh, 28, I got the uh, the Ravens taking Kenneth Murray. I think this way they help that defense out. They're going to load that team up. They haven't really had a good line, middle linebacker since Mosley left. You know, it's only been a year. Still, I think this that's the one thing they're missing. They went and got um, Clays Campbell. They have the best defensive back core in the league possibly it's there they need to look at defense they'll probably get a receiver a big bite receiver like t higgins for jackson in the second round i think right now murray's the immediate need if he's on the board i have uh i have the ravens taking uh rieger uh, make that offense more dynamic i've been saying all year it's one dimensional they just run the ball a lot and sometimes throw it to hollywood brown i think rieger gives them another weapon to use okay I, I, I don't know about doubling up on the, on the, on the small receivers, but we'll see. All well, right. I don't know the Ravens picking before now. Yeah, true. I I, I, I mean, I, I think they're, they're, they'll kind of like – I think they'll still go big body later in the draft. I think they want to get somebody right now who can just like help that defense else. They can keep winning games. Um, also, Derek Barnett – I mean, not Derek Barnett. Derek um, Henry just absolutely demolished them in that game. So I think they want to kind of sharp against the run. Um. At 29, speaking of the Titans, I have A.J. Espinosa going there out of Iowa. They need pass rush help. Uh, I think Landry, Casey, great on defense already. But this way, get more after the quarterback. They couldn't get after Mahomes that well, and it showed in the second half of their loss. Also, when I look at teams, I look for what the issue was and why they lost. So whereas, like, where Philadelphia couldn't score points, well, one, also because, you know, their quarterback got cheap-shotted. But for two, they had no receiving help. It was Greg Ward and Miles Sanders and a half-hobbling Zach Ertz. So that's why I have them taking receiver in this draft in the first round. With the Titans, I have them taking an edge rush. They couldn't get after Mahomes. You know what? They're getting a quarterback. They're going to try to move Corey Davis to try to get to get some other later on picks to get another receiver. I mean, hey, listen. If, if Philly got Corey Davis, I wouldn't be complaining either. He's a good receiver. He's a good number two guy. Um, I, have, uh, I have the Titans actually going offensive line here. I had them reaching a bit on Austin Jackson. Okay. They're trying to replace Conklin and Jackson. It's a question mark how well he, how good he is in the passing game in terms of pass blocking, but the, he's a great run blocker and that's what Tennessee does. Yeah. If they can get I mean, someone to block yeah, the run. I can see that happening too. I would honestly, if, if like, if Seattle reaches with Ruiz, I could see him taking that as well. All right. At 30, I got the Packers taking Denzel Mims. I don't think he'll be actually on the if, – if Philly doesn't trade up, he's not getting past 21. I think Philadelphia loves Mims' game, but I also think that if – the only way I don't see this happening is if the Packers tr- trade for Kenny Stills. If they trade for Kenny Stills, I think they'll go um, interior. So maybe uh, Justin Munbakli Munbak, – Matabuki. Justin Matabuki. But, like, that's who I would see them taking if Mims is not available out of Texas A&M. Mims, of course, out of Baylor. So that's who I got right there. I think he's the best receiver left on the board. I think he's going to – I think teams are still a little hesitant on going at Mims right now. I think guys still love Rieger's explosiveness, so we'll see what happens. I I have the Packers going Jordan Love here. Actually, I have him falling. I I think Aaron Rodgers on the back end. Uh, He has – he can still throw the ball deep, but his injuries, uh, it's been a couple years, not necessarily last year, but for a couple years he was hurt by the end of the year or missed the end of the year completely. And mm-hmm. the Packers like having a guy sit for a while. It's kind Rogers, of the Rogers sat behind Favre. Maybe 
have Love sit behind Rodgers and hope Rodgers doesn't pull a Brett Favre and actually helps Jordan Love develop. Uh, I doubt it, but you know, it's, it's an optimist thing. Um, at 31, I've got Justin Matabuki Matabuki out of Texas A&M, big defensive tackle. They need help on the Niners. They already got their receiver. This kind of helps their, uh, there's no good cornerbacks here. I also could see them trading back, honestly, out of this pick. If they go get Mims early, I can, I mean, not Mims, uh, Rugs, I could see them trading out of this pick. I just took their best need available on the board. I think uh, they can get more into, into They have really don't have no true defensive lineman, so uh, like interior guy. They got Bose on the edge. They have D Ford, and they have um, what's his face? They have uh, Armstead, but they just lost Buckner, so it makes sense to replace him there. Thirty-one. I have the 49ers taking Trayvon Diggs. I have them taking their wide receiver at when C D Lamb. And their receiving core is either, or not their seat, their defensive core is either getting old or on short deals. I think Trevon Diggs, maybe have him learn a bit and develop this year. And hopefully by next year, he'll be ready to go. Also, he's versatile. Played wide receiver his freshman year at Bama. He could still develop, still has a lot of development to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, 32, got Chiefs taking the best running back available on the board, DeAndre Swift. Catch the ball, run the ball. Power back, kind of fits their MO. They need a running back here at 32. It's the one thing that was lacking in their offense last year. I, You could either have them take Dobbins here. I've seen I've seen Taylor, but Taylor wouldn't fit because he can't catch the ball. I could see. I think Swift is just the best available guy. If he if he gets past – because I could see Tampa – I could see uh, Tampa trading back up into the first round to go get a Swift if, he's, if, if, if they're hearing that he might go. I can see like Tampa trading with uh, San Fran. I I got Kansas City taking Swift too. That's the one thing their offense is missing. Fair enough. All right, so that was our mock draft. You will see on Thursday what are what we're shooting at. Last year I shot like fifty percent, which isn't bad. I mean, That's there's not terrible. I, I I think this was the Wentz draft. I shot like seventy percent. Probably gonna shoot like ten percent. I mean, listen, man, I was reaching on some of these picks, but who knows. It's not exact science. Hey, listen, at least they don't take uh, – at least I'm not uh, t- telling guys that they're uh, once-in-a-generation draft picks. Like, I'm no Kuiper. Um, all right, so uh, you got weird stuff for me or are you we rolling? I, straight? It's not necessarily weird. It's weird slash also history. Okay. Because this is a very NFL football-heavy episode, but this also is the week if coronavirus wasn't a thing. This would have been the week that the Boston Marathon is run. Okay. And in 1967, Catherine Switzer out of Germany was the first woman ever to run the Boston Marathon. I've Someone watched a story about this on ESPN. A race official, Jock Semple, attempted to stop her and take her number away so she couldn't run the Boston Marathon. However, Switzer's boyfriend, Thomas Miller, ran with her, and shoved the dude to the ground so she could finish the marathon. That's relationship goals right there. In 1967, women still weren't allowed to run the Boston Marathon at that point. She, just, she somehow got a number. Yeah. 1972 was the first year Boston said, all right, fine, women can run. Or the Boston Marathon Association. Way like, progressive, Boston. Hey, it's not the city. It's, it's a private corporation, I think, that allows, that decides this stuff. Still, though. Good job, Boston. All right. 
Last call, kick that smooth jazz, even though there's no smooth jazz today. I mean, who knows? We might be able to fit some in, Kev. All right. So, we're breaking down the NFL uniforms quick before we head on out of here. Six teams have announced they count, and seven counting the LA Chargers logo. So, Kevin, we're going to rank them. We're going to do a rapid fire ranking. For me, number seven, of course, the Rams. The It literally looks like they're spelling out lame. It's awful. Eric Dickerson's tried to, like, you know, get him to change it. They screwed up here. How did the Chargers beat LA in something, the Rams in something for LA? I can't figure it out. Number six, I have the New England Patriots only because they screwed up their, their, their pants for the photo shoot. It's not a bad look. I don't mind the jersey. It looks kind of cool. Um, number five, I have the Atlanta Falcons. The Dirty Bird. I like the white on white. The gradient jerseys look like the freaking longest yard, but honestly, it's Atlanta. They're a joke regardless. Number four, I have the Cleveland Browns. Great. You went back to your classic, the 15th uniform change you guys gone through the last two years. I don't care. Um, number three, I have the Buccaneers. It's classic. It looks good. It's going to look cool. Number two, I've got the Indianapolis Colts. It looks so clean. I love the new numbers, the new stripes. It looks more intimidating. It's a good step in the right direction. They're trying to build a new persona. And number one, bringing back the powder blues. I got the Chargers. I love that they're going back to this now. I love the white helmets. It just It's just such a good look. Kev, you know how much I love those powder blue jerseys. I know you love those powder blue jerseys. I got them at number one. What's your ranking? Uh, before I go, I would like to say I had a friend also named Jared who said that he would play in Madden 21. He's going to play as the Chargers just to wear those uniforms. I would. I, I am the other Jared, and I officially approve this message. Uh, so at number seven, this might be a bit of a hot take. I have the Patriots at number seven. They screwed up the pants in the reveal. They shouldn't be wearing blue pants. Like, if they had the white jerseys with the white pants, those would be clean. Yeah. But also, if you're going to get rid of all the silver and gray accents, get rid of the silver helmet. Wear a white That's helmet. The other thing that drives me crazy is, like, yes, it's, it, it's symbolic of your dynasty. But if you're trying to start a new page post-Brady, go white helmets. Bring back Patriot Pat, seriously. Yeah, there, I've seen revamped versions of that online that I love. Also, I wanted them to bring back the 90s uniforms. They had, when, like, he's a... Lexo ones, yeah, I've seen them. I was going to say Scott Zolak, because he's kind of, like, my boss knows him, and also he's does, commentates Patriot games. Like, they had huge flying Elvis logos on the shoulders. The white ones look so clean. I didn't like the stripes in the blue, but... Uh, number six, I have the Rams' new logos. It might be because I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm harsher on these than I should be. But I think the Rams just messed up. I think these this is more like a 6A, 6B kind of thing. Yeah. Number five, I have I have the Falcons. I really like the gradient uniforms, actually. When the, the pictures don't do it justice, when the player's moving like the videos, it didn't look bad. Yeah. Um... Number four, I have the Browns. It, it's nothing new. It's kind of boring. It's it's meh. It's average. It's a it's the Browns. Yeah, and which is fine. Like it's better than the uniforms in the past couple years. But number three, I have the Colts mainly because I love their new numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the big drive for me. I love the way the numbers look, even though they stole the the C with the Indy with uh, Indiana's inside it. They stole that from a high school in the area. 
or college, like a D3 college. Yeah. Number two, I have the Bucks. So, like, I love the classic look, but I love their pewter uniforms. They look fire. Number one, as it should be with everyone, is the Chargers. The powder blue with the gold pants might be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Well, this is the Chargers. To kick the Rams and the Nards when it counts when it comes to uniforms. And also, this is a hot take because I've seen it online, people hating it or not liking it. I love the dark blue with the dark blue bolt on the helmet. Yeah. I I think the numbers on the helmet are good touch. It brings me back to, like, the Dan Fouts days, even though I wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah. And also the old AFL jerseys when they had LT. It was such a cool, like, look. It's classic but does enough new stuff to make it cool. And you know what? It's honestly just a good look because you know what? This is the first time I think the Chargers have won where the Rams have lost. I love this. Yeah. Also, I despise the Rams. So now that Todd Gurley's gone, I have no reason to like them anymore. So yeah, I'm going to just full on hate the Rams. Fair. Also, they injured Carson Wentz. So there's there, there's the other reason. But, Everyone uh, injured Carson Wentz. Mark Barron did. If his girlfriend or wife is too rough in the bedroom, she'll injure him. Oh, shut up. All right. That wraps it up for the corner booth today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, heads up for a new intro coming next week, by the way. Should be fun. Because Jared lost his. Yeah, because uh, my computer has been plotting my downfall for the last year, and it finally died today. So um, That thing's a trooper, though. Like, how long that thing lasted? Oh, eight years. You've been having issues that, like... If you don't have Skype open when we're about to record, you'll text me, hey, uh, I'm opening Skype now, and then 20 minutes later, all right, I'm good to go. Uh, yeah, my, my that thing was that thing was trucking for the last, like, six months. But uh, I also think it's because of how much, um, how many podcasts I had on that thing. I had all the way back to episode 51 still on there, so. You know, podcasts, another P word that people use the internet for. Eh, whatever. All right. So that about wraps it up. We'll be back with some kind of coverage Thursday, maybe show, maybe us doing live reactions from picks. We don't know. We'll announce it. Check us out. Corner Booth Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out also as we are part of the Billion Podcast Network. Check out their Twitter as well and also our stuff on Podchaser. We're out. Bye.